0: Welcome to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a show to help you create more revenue, profit, and freedom in your life. Now your host, John Victoria.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a podcast dedicated to making you more money, more profits, and more freedom in your life. And today, uh, well, first, my name is John Victoria. I'm your host. And today, our topic is, how are we going to make direct mail sexy again with Mr. Dave Carroll? So let's hop uh, into it. Welcome to the show, Dave.
0: for <laughs> having me, man. Yeah, we, uh, I'm working from home today. I'm actually in my bedroom. Um, we had 18 inches of snow last night. Um, oh, my gosh. It was a little bit of a weather event here in the Twin Cities. So uh, kids are home. Getting after it. Happy, happy to be here joining you guys from the, the warmth of the Carroll household.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Man, hope you
1: guys stay safe. That is a lot of snow.
0: <laughs> I'm house shopping for what it's worth. Thirty thirty-seven years, and we just we just got our new facility at dope. We're so blessed. But uh yeah, I'm trying to figure out what a winter here doesn't look like. Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: And congrats on the new facility. And for anyone who is not familiar with dope marketing. I would love to do like a quick intro. We know it's all about direct mail, but you can tell the story best. Like, tell us about uh, dope marketing. What you're all about?
0: Yeah. So, um, what we found is that just like direct mail is one, it's it's difficult. You got to get a design and a list and a mailhouse and set up your tracking. That stuff can take weeks to set up. But two, it was a, a channel in marketing that just wasn't really getting uh, optimized. It wasn't getting. There's not a lot of people. Focused on solving the problem of like, how does direct mail get easier? How does it get more effective? And so when I found my, my background is I own a power, I've owned a power washing company for 13 years. I've been phased out of it for about six years now. Uh, that company's done seven figures for the past seven years. And uh, I got it to a goal where I wanted it to be. I kind of took a step back, but I learned a lot. I cut my teeth in the home service business and learning these things. And so we were sending upwards of a hundred thousand pieces of direct mail a month, uh, nine months out of the year for my cleaning company lion share. And I just went through the pains of getting the list, doing the designs, ordering the pallets of EDDM and facing it myself and doing this stuff. And I always knew that there was an easier way to do this. And what we found, um, so Dope is going into our third year in business. Um, we're blessed and fortunate to have over 4,000 clients right now on our platform. Um, and we just figured out, you know, humbly how to make direct mail work. Um, for local companies, you know, we have some strategies that now being that we've been open for a couple of years with, with the case studies, we call them playbooks at dope. We set up playbooks. So at dope, we built a piece of software that does automated direct mail with no minimum order. And a lot of it's based from your CRM, whether you're using service Titan house, call pro Jobber, whatever, um, we directly integrate with almost every CRM in the market. So when you're marking jobs approved that triggers a series of postcards to go out to the neighbors. We'll get into some of the strategies and the cool stuff to <laughs> do. But a DOPE, um, outside of me saying the word DOPE 17 times in every sentence, it's data on previous engagement. That's what DOPE means. Mm-hmm. actually means something. Yeah, it that's amazing. Something. It's an acronym. It's an acronym. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we really try to identify the data of what's going on in your business. We don't try to be a company that comes in and has a million new wacky ideas of what you should try to hit a home run tomorrow. We're looking at the things that are really working in your business. How we can add to those and add some proven strategies? Because uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever—great um, platforms. We use them with dope. I've used them for years and years and years in my career. But I can't guarantee what's going to happen tomorrow. What update's going to come mm-hmm. out? How the algorithm's going to be affected? Like what's going to go on? But one thing, John, I can guarantee: rain, sleet, hail, snow—six days a week, the mails come.
1: Mail's coming.
0: Mail's coming.
1: Love that. And and this is not your, you know, grandma's direct mail company. Um, so I think there's something special. So could you maybe talk through the difference between how most companies do direct mail, which might be just, hey, here's a list, let's blast it out to everybody versus some of the strategies that you're you're talking about. Because there's there's definitely a clear difference in like what you know, you talk about data. Could you talk more about like that, sure. that distinguishing factor?
0: Absolutely. So we think about, let's put ourselves in the shoes of a business owner right now, in the home service, specifically the HVAC space. And let's say um, we're someone maybe that's owned an HVAC company for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, maybe. And you've been doing something a certain way for a certain amount of time. Fair to say that could probably be optimized. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you, are, you were a technician or you grew up in the trade. Someone in your family did, did this type of work. And so you got into it. And so you kind of learn as you go. You're a technician, you know how to install, you know how to repair, you know how to maintain, but the marketing, the sales side, maybe you're learning that a little bit. So you just watched what was going on before. You're just seeing the old strategies and tactics and follow the boards or the Facebook groups or whatever, or you're brand new, you're young, hustling, What doesn't really matter your age, but just you're new and you're a little bit more keen to like best, best practices like technology, what's possible, like that type of stuff. So where I think about like data, what's available, what's possible. I was born in 1985, and sadly, most direct mail strategies are still going on since the year I was born. You pick a zip code, you pick a target of like a homeowner with a home value, maybe, and you send out 10,000 pieces of mail one time, you watch yourself sign a five-figure check, you spray it all over town, and you pray that you're going to get enough work back to justify that one-time payment. You compare it against your other advertising channels, and you're like, I swear I'm generating leads cheaper somewhere else. This direct mail stuff is dead. It's for dinosaurs. It doesn't really, that's like a very common thing that we hear about with dope. And thankfully, um, as technology is advanced, printers are computers and talk to each other. And so whether it's based off your CRM statuses on a job, neighborhoods, you're working in using cool things like for mapping, maybe, maybe you can take a list of, every job that you did a full system install or a maintenance plan on last year and put them on a map and see the pins on the map of where your job density is and maybe you could set up smaller tighter direct mail campaigns that aren't necessarily this shotgun spray and pray approach all over town that was very common And the post office made this very easy through eddm saturation discounts all that stuff like yeah, dude, you can get a bunch of mail out for really cheap, but the number one thing you should not be asking your direct mail company is like, how much am I paying for postcards? Because every printer will cut out their own legs to try to earn your business to print all the rest of your stuff and mm-hmm. get your mail for cheap. That's not really what you want. Like, the approach that we take, that we look at at Dope is data tells a story. And when you are working in a neighborhood, um. The neighbors have something in common. And it's not that they hang out every weekend. It's not that their kids are sleeping over every night or they're cracking beers, cheersing over the fence at the cul-de-sac all the time. It's that neighbors have a lot in common from when you buy a home. Any of you homeowners out there, people that work in neighborhoods, you have an average age in a neighborhood. You have an average amount of children in a neighborhood. Houses in the same neighborhood cost relatively the same amount of money. And that's all good and great. People, the home is where the heart is. People live where it makes them comfortable. So when your neighbor's getting something done, you got something in common with them because you live next door to each other. You, they like each other enough to not move. And the other side of it, though, that's more important, your house was built around the same year of basically the same materials. It's not like you got a 1,200-square-foot final uh, house next to a 5,000-square-foot brick mansion every other home. Across. No, there's consistencies. These same builders built these neighborhoods that we lived in. And so when John's HVAC system goes out and John's in a neighborhood, like my neighborhood, the majority of the houses were built in like the late 90s. They're all over 4,500 square feet. What does that mean for HVAC? They don't have one system. They have two if it's over 4,000. So when you go into the profile of like, why are you sending out direct mail? There's a couple of reasons you're sending out direct mail. One, you want to inform people, right? Let the neighbors know. Let the people, what's going on? Your neighbor just got approved for an HVAC system. Pardon the dust, pardon the noise, we're working in the area. Be on the lookout, the trucks are around. Meet the owner. Here's the company story, like these tiny little billboards that you can put in the mailbox. You gotta educate around the services that you're doing. Harvard Business School did a study. They said it takes seven to 11 touches for a cold consumer to remember a brand. So, seeing a polo at the gas station, driving by a billboard, seeing a truck wrap, seeing a Facebook ad, searching on Google, visiting a website, getting a door hanger, getting a piece of mail, its all these touches, but these touches have value. You know, it's, it's, John, what's the last, mm-hmm. billboard? what's the last billboard you saw? John, what's the last Facebook ad you saw today? Oh man, it was probably a moment ago, was <laughs> Facebook ad. But now imagine that you were seeing a Facebook ad from the company whose yard sign was across the street, whose truck you see around town every now and then, cause they have good branding, who you got a postcard from, who if you look up online, it doesn't completely say that these people are scam artists and they're gonna run off with you. You know, like it builds up. And so what direct mail allows you to do nowadays is get laser focused in a neighborhood. Like again, this isn't a sales pitch here. There are other companies that do this, but with dope, you can send direct mail with no minimum order. You can pick a hundred people in a gated community in your area where you wanna work and send them a postcard every week for six weeks in a row. Is that customer gonna know you better than they knew before? Yeah, and that's where old school direct mail where it's kind of spray and pray, shotgun. There wasn't much logic to it. You're not thinking about neighborhoods and data and years the home was built and these different things. It was out Mm -hmm. there, but it wasn't really a focus. So as marketing continued to grow and be more like targeting on Facebook, Google, AdWords, what's that type of stuff, there just weren't a lot of people focused on, do you know where the data on Facebook comes from? comes from axiom it comes from epsilon it comes from CoreLogic. logic you know those companies are before they started selling zuck data they were mm, direct their list
1: wow so just a couple threads i want to pull on here so you know first the difference between old and new is you know some cost efficiencies right not having to do this five-figure check every time you can do individual pizzas i think second as well as the technology um a lot of companies now have crms and you can have the direct mail talk to this crm and you can put people in different statuses and customize your campaign based off of that and then third it's smarter targeting you said spray and pray which is like before send out to ten thousand hundred thousand people but now you can get smarter because you can say like the psychographic like we're targeting a specific area the demographic the area and also i think you're 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 kind of hitting on keeping up with the joneses right you know if you if you say hey your neighbor just got a new ac system oh, you're no, like thinking no. you're like wait a like maybe i need a new ac system hey why not <laughs>
0: my neighbor just did it i trust that more than some joker on the other side of town who was on the news newscomer- like pulling on the heartstrings, letting them know keeping them educated
1: yeah that's and i mean they're just going to talk to him anyways and it's they're going to give the third party validation it was great working with them this is awesome and then combine that with, it sounds like an omnipresence effect where it's not just the direct mail, it's the trucks, it's the billboards, it's really everything that puts it all together.
0: It's got to align. So we got, John, we got this strategy. You just brought it up about kind of keeping up with the Joneses and telling the neighbors. We got this playbook called Mr. Rogers. So for anyone that's mm. seen us online, we got those handwriting machines. We have what, that, that we do the, uh, the handwritten notes with. And it's not that fake printed stuff you get from the Cadillac dealership where you can kind of look at it and tell that it was on a yeah. printer. These things were written with blue pens. So the Mr. Rogers playbook, when you mark a job approved, uh, you mark John's job approved at 123 Main Street, the nearest 10 neighbors get a handwritten note. Hey, John, just want to let you know, we're going to be in the neighborhood next week replacing your neighbor's HVAC system. Just be on the lookout for our trucks. If you've had any problems like some of your other neighbors, just give me a call to rent. It's a handwritten note that goes out before you start the job. Just imagine getting that from a business owner in the mail, like handwritten note. What is this Uh, again, just leading them towards that cycle of referencing something. You, you got the data in your business. You didn't open yesterday and you're not going out of business next year. So what's the data that you can look at in your business that'll help you make these decisions. We found that really focusing on the right neighborhoods and not doing a spray and pray shotgun approach but really dialing in, letting your data tell a story of where you should start your targeting. That's been really powerful. Wow. That's amazing. Um, And then
1: I'd love to hear another campaign as well. Let's talk some numbers because I I remember when we spoke in the past, like you have some crazy, crazy, crazy numbers you have with direct mail. So yeah, um, yeah, let's, let's talk some numbers and maybe another example, uh, like campaign someone could run.
0: Yeah. So just to start, you know, I'm throwing around a lot of strategies and playbooks. So let's talk about like some case study stuff. Um a larger one that we actually just got back. A company was spending was not that huge. A company was spending about 10,000 bucks a month with us on mail. Now this company was a multi eight-figure company, big advertising money you know whatever. But these guys were spending about 10,000 bucks a month. Um they came and wanted to spend 40,000 a month. We're like just just slow down. Let's 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 just implement some stuff. You guys got some data, you're rocking. They were a company out of a uh, PA in West Virginia. And this company was spending $10,000 a month. They set up a strategy where when they mark the job approved, they have a couple sales reps on their team. So the guys like Dave or John's face is on the postcard. It's Dave's tracking number. It's Dave's QR code. Hey, we just got your neighbor approved. Uh, we're going to be in the neighborhood. Be on the lookout. The next one like the strategy. I said, pardon the dust, pardon the noise. We're getting started. These guys would do a, uh, after the estimate was done, they'd do one handwritten note to the owner, hey, thanks for letting us get an estimate. They saw a close rate increase. I think it was like, they saw a 17% close rate over the course of the year. And we'll never take all the credit for direct mail. We understand that cross-channel marketing is key. It's not like you get a postcard today, and you're like, oh my God, I need this right now. I could not live if I did not contact this company today. But it's the branding of it. So this company in West Virginia, they were doing a one of our playbooks, a brick by brick, building their trust, their awareness in the neighborhood. These guys also were doing Uh, Using our neighborhood blitz tool, where you can draw a shape on the map and you can like filter within the shape. So, like square footage, value of the home, uh, age of the homeowner, year the house was built, some other cool data. These guys spent 10 grand a month with us. We were able to credit back $2.1 million in work that we sent a postcard to. And let me break those numbers out. So, what it is, we can track every single time a house gets a postcard. So, all you got to do is connect service Titan, house call. Whatever CRM you're using, you're gonna have a list of jobs that you completed every. You're gonna have two lists. You're gonna have a list of prospects, depending on how you manage your CRM. And then when they turn into a job, it's gonna associate a price. You completed that job. There's a there's a closed deal behind it. Every single month, we can do this automatically or manually. You can upload your jobs into Dope. We will reference the addresses where you did your jobs against the addresses we mailed to, and we can show you what postcards or handwritten things or box of cookies that we sent to that house over the course of any amount of time that you've been working with us on our software so you have your list of leads you want to upload them. let's say any customer that was with us last year can take the list of jobs they did last year they can upload them into dope we'll show you for every address that matches what we sent to their house on what day and we're not going to say that never would have happened if you didn't send the mail but let's give credit where credit's due so mhi the company i was talking about was a fascinating study these guys had like 2,500 leads i'm going to round numbers here 2,500 leads uh, Last year, they did 825 jobs out of the 2,500 leads. Out of the 2,500 leads, we had sent mail to like 800 of them, total, out of their leads. Out of the 800 people we had sent at least one piece of mail to, 400 of them were on that list out of 825. Wow. <laughs> So their close rate in their business was, it's more detailed numbers, but it was like 32% close rate for this business. But the clients they sent direct mail to, they closed half the jobs. They never sent a postcard just to one house one time. We'd put them on cycles and go through it. I'm gonna talk about a really cool strategy in a second that they applied. But like, when you look at raising the awareness in the right neighborhoods, sending mail, we gotta think of direct mail for what it is. It's tiny little billboards in the mailbox. Every time you drive by a billboard, an advertisement or whatever, awareness is getting raised. You might not know what billboard you drive by, but I guarantee you, if me and you were in the car together and we started going, out, like, oh, this billboard's next. Actually, I drive this every day. I subconsciously understand this. Remember before COVID when you knew the dentist, the restaurant, the mechanic, the, like mm-hmm. in your mailbox, it never came back. And it just gives us an even better advantage because mm-hmm. the budget got taken away during COVID when all that was going on, about 80% of those businesses never started back up their marketing mail because their businesses dramatically changed. The restaurants went out of business. The golf courses aren't as popular. The the stuff that was going on the an insurance agent wasn't selling a lot of insurance when everyone's sitting at home. There's not, So like these things that happened, direct mail now just plays a different part in the funnel. What's beautiful is like every good uh, digital funnel, you can run a traditional marketing funnel in the mailbox by sending less postcards to less people more times. I would Mm -hmm. rather any client send 100 postcards four times than 400 postcards one time every day of the week. Wow.
1: That's, and I mean, just, I'm just looking at this numbers again. So the 828 to 2,500, that is, uh, yeah, approximately... Like a third of that that close yep. rate, yep. but then when we're looking at just the direct mail contacts matched, it's a fifty percent close rate. So that's that's nearly almost twenty percent improvement than the just the general average. That's that's and, insane. And that's these insane. guys have
0: been sending mail for ten years before working with us.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. my Holy cow.
0: Another one, because I, I like to break down more bite-sized case studies too. So you're asking about another strategy, and this could be a, this could be applied for any any HVAC company, any any local company, really. Uh, we talked about this a little bit out in uh, uh last time around in Costa Rica. Yes. New home buyers. New home buyers are one of my most favorite audiences that I got. One gem that I'll leave for the end for HVAC. I got a super HVAC targeted audience. But new home buyers are one of my most favorite audiences in the world because. 50 to 150,000 people buy a home in the United States every single week, every single week of the year. Nine out of 10 Americans, the biggest financial transaction, the most money they will ever exchange in their life, nine out of 10, it's their home. There's around 80, 85 million homeowners in the United States, 90% of that 80 to 85 million people, the most money they ever will exchange is a transaction for the home where they live, that piece of real estate. The second, third, and fourth, you would think are braces, vacations, cars. No, it is maintenance, improvement, and upkeep to that property they bought. That's wow. number two, three, and four. So, if John lives on 123 Main Street and Dave moves next door to 125 Main Street, Dave and his family are going to spend $8,000 to $15,000 in cash, more than John, within 60 days of moving. Remember when you moved, the last time you bought a house, rent a house, moved wherever? Your significant other is swiping that card. What do you need? You need a new dentist. You need a new mechanic. You need a new window cleaner. You need a new work care guy. You want to find the new restaurant. You got to find the things that you're swiping. You're scanning. You're shopping. You just moved. It's one of the biggest life events that's ever going to happen to a human outside of having a kid or getting a big job. It's buying the house. Life events cause purchases. So what if you had a feed? What if you lived in 90210? and you want it, you served as the 25 mile radius of 90210. What if every single week you had a list of people that bought a home in 90210 and you put them on in the direct mail world, what we call a cycle. Week one, welcome to the neighborhood. Week two, here's what we do really well and why we're number one. Week three, here's a review in a recent job we did just to establish trust and we're the one. Week four, here's a, here's a special offer. Week five, here's a fun thing to do in the area, reminded with a special offer. Week six. The new home buyer special is gonna be up, so claim your special offer before it's gone. Every single week, you have another week falling into that cycle. That when you get out of, whether it's a four week, six let's keep it simple. Let's say it's a four week cycle. Week one, John and his family are in there; they're getting postcard one. Week two, Dave and his family; they're getting postcard one. But John and his family are getting postcard two. Week three, week four, and so on. To where let's just say you have 25 people a week. It's not like, look, we can't control the number. I can control a lot of things in the world. I can't control how many people buy a home in your area every single week. I have no clue. But we have averages. We can take the last 12 months, see the total of how many people moved, and we divide it by 12. We say, John, that's probably the highest budget you're going to spend based on the data that we have of people that moved. Let's just say it was 100 people a month, 1,200 people a year, 25 people a week. First week cost 25, next week cost 50, 25 and 20, next week cost 70. By the fourth week, you've gotten into your cycle of new home buyers where now you have a budget. You know how many people are going to move. This is not going to let you buy a Bentley. You're not going to change your business tomorrow, but it will be one of the most constant lead flows coming in. And why I love it for HVAC so much is like Minnesota. I came on the call, I told you guys, guess what we got last month, two, two months late for Christmas? 18 inches of snow heating systems go out, just like cooling systems go out in the summer in Phoenix or whatever. So with HVAC, the reason I love new homebuyers, it's not necessarily that so many people are moving, but when someone bought a house in Minnesota in December and you've invested that money, the last stat about new homebuyers, which is the best, which I love with HVAC is why I don't love selling it to roofers, let's say, who put a roof on one time in your life. John, can you tell me if you generate a lead on Facebook, Google, SEO, door knocking, whatever. Can you guarantee me how long that person's going to live in that house? How long is that? Mm. I have a lifetime value, right? I, I can I can get you on my maintenance plan. I can do some tune-up stuff. I can sell you filters. Maybe that's going to lead to a new system. But can you tell me how long that person's going to live in that house that you generated a lead from yesterday? Mm, I
1: don't know if I can guarantee it with certainty. That's um, what I
0: can guarantee with certainty. Really? That's- that a homeowner in the United States lives in their house for five to seven years, statistically by census yeah. data. Yeah. So the lifetime mm-hmm. value of that customer, let's just say that a postcard costs a buck. Let's just use even numbers. Are you willing to spend $52 a year on a customer to guarantee that within five to seven years of them buying their home, they might do a full system install?
1: Yeah, let me know or deposit. And I'm not not
0: the not the not And so it just goes into the logic. A lot of times with marketing, there's always a cool bell. There's always a cool whistle. Let's go back to what logically makes sense. Logically, people buy homes. It's a big deal. They spend money. They're going to live there for a while. Should we probably be marketing to those people more aggressively than we are right now if we're watching this podcast? Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably be a good idea. So new homebuyers, I get a little hopped up.
1: Love that. That's, that's genius. Um, and here's a scenario for you. So let's say that Right now, we have someone. They just pulled a list of their top producing zip codes um, out of their CRM. So, how, if like it's an old strategy you just mentioned or something new, like what would we do with this list? Like, would we begin to run like the, the the four by four campaign, or what? What would we do with this with this list? We've already got customers there. They've already done work. What are we gonna do with it?
0: Give me a layup on this one, John. I appreciate it. (laughs) And we call this playbook, the sweet spots. The sweet spots. You find the sweet spots. And what you do, we built a tool in our software where you can come in, let's say you have every job you did last year. You know what? I don't even care about your zip codes. I just care that you have the addresses. We kind of made this one simple because there's a great exercise, right? So the the CRMs will spit out your top performing zip codes. That kind of gets into that old strategy though because now we're kind of just shotgunning stuff out based on a zip code. What you can do in DOPE is you can upload your customer list in our secure data upload portal. We'll never use it, sell it, look at it, nothing. It's yours. You can filter your jobs and you can say, I want to pull my last 10 jobs in this area and I want to start a campaign to send 25 postcards to the nearest neighbors of that job. So it's resetting the automations. We built this tool and I think it's even since last time we talked about this, John. You can take right now, upload your customer list and either do this to the whole thing or create a sub list. Let's say you only want people in a certain city, a certain neighborhood, certain whatever, there's no minimum order on this. You can take an amount of jobs and say, send mail to the neighbors of this nearest job. So it gets even more granular than the zip code. We built the tool that you can pop in an address. We query the neighbors and we can filter it. So you only want neighbors with a certain criteria. It's finding the sweet spots in your data. Your data is gonna tell a story. We know you did jobs. We know you did a good job, The neighbors don't know about Mm -hmm. that yet. So at any time, you can upload a list of leads, prospects, previously completed jobs, and trigger the sweet spot playbook. So you just say, I want to send to the nearest 10, 25, 50 neighbors. What we won't let you do is only send to it one time because that's pointless. might as well Mm -hmm. go put a door hanger on their door. But where we guide you in our software is setting up a playbook, which is a strategic set of a minimum of four designs that are going to go out, if not every week, every other week depending on your budget your cadence kind of where you're at and we'll work with every size business on this depending on you know where where your triggers are where your goals are like what we we guide with this very well but the idea is the neighbors nine times out of 10 had no clue what your truck was doing in the driveway you didn't tell them they weren't educated they didn't know so if you have a list of jobs from last year last month last week whenever you can upload them into our system and our our account reps will help you set up a strategic campaign to drip on the neighbors automatically. And then we can set up automations to do that. So moving forward, we get that job and that status. You don't have to upload the job and use the tool, but it just happens without you lifting a finger.
1: Wow. That's amazing. I think that's perfect for, for now. Like in, in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, it is way warmer than expected across Dude, the country. Why way warmer? It is it's like... People are struggling, like nothing's really changed in terms of the marketing landscape, except the demand has is, is just dropped dramatically. Right?
0: Not where so it was before.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so for us, we focus on SEO, and there's not a lot we could do, you know, but it sounds like direct mail. You know, this is a strategy where you just take the list, got the addresses, you could send it out, yeah. I don't know, it's
0: like maybe a week or two out, and that begin to generate. Four to seven days anywhere in the country from our system when you batch wow. the mail out. Yeah, so we will be in mailboxes. Let's say just we always like to give ourselves a little bit of window because I can promise you this, John. Six days a week we produce the mail, we give it to the post office. It's kind of in their hands from there, but we do have per piece tracking, so you can see when something landed. But remember, it's never going to be about one piece of mail getting to one destination. It's the cadence. It's the strategy. It's staying in the mailboxes in the right neighborhood. Because look, your customers have a hundred problems during the day. You only solve a couple of them perfectly. But when they need what you have, you can invest in the right neighborhoods to make sure you're the company that they think of when they did it. Wow.
1: That's awesome. And um, and I know that you'll probably have to drop soon because uh, I think you have another call. But the one last question I have around this would be, we have a lot of companies that see this around three to 5 million range. Like what would be a good starting budget for them? You know, let's say they haven't really done direct mail before. Like what's, where are they starting? Are they starting with, you know, the, the campaign every single week? Are they starting with their lists? Are uh, they starting with the home buyer? Like what's the budget and what should they start out with?
0: So based on the goals of their business, they should really be able to identify, like, are they in a growth year? Are they growing Because Cause you, you see the books, right? Five to fifteen percent of gross revenue is the blanketed marketing answer yes. to the question. All right, John, you're gonna make a million. You gotta spend fifty to one hundred fifty thousand. Bro, thanks, dude. Eighty-five <laughs> strategy. What you want to look at is what is your most profitable job, and what is the job you generate the most leads for? And most businesses we work with, those are two separate answers. Like my power washing company. We make the most money when we go out to the baller estate, and I got three guys working out there for two days straight, billing $275 an hour, and we slang soap. It's pretty common. Mm-hmm. The, the jobs we generate the most leads for are gutter cleaning. So if you look in HVAC, if you have a tune-up, maintenance plan, some type of sped bet, less than $100 offer to get your foot in the door. A lot of HVAC companies, we see like that's their main lead magnet. Now they get their foot in the door and they're working towards the right neighborhood or where they're going. What I would say for any HVAC company to get started that's in the three to five million range, you could see a very good return on investment spending anywhere from like a thousand to 4,000 bucks a month on direct mail. And you should be able to double your investment coming back in there. Look. Don't hold me to any of that because I promise there's strategies, there's things we need to do to make that yeah. happen. But if you implement brick by brick where you're getting in front of the neighbors, like you're getting a job approved and you're putting more work in than you're putting right now into the neighbors knowing what's going on, you throw in some new homebuyer stuff because dude, there's going to be some singles and doubles. There's a grand slam or two in that new homebuyer database. Like you're going to get some family that just bought a home and the person didn't do the system and the house is 4,500 square feet. That's not a small job. And there's a couple of those depending on the zip codes you're working and where you're going. MTV Cribs is another playbook I really like because it focuses on what we were talking about. It's like houses that were older than 15 years old that are over 4,000 square feet or whatever it is in your area. Right? I don't keep trying to go to that number. I just know enough about HVAC that it's like, what is it? Under 4,000, you have one. 4,000 to 6,500, you have two. 6,500 to 9,000, you have three. 10,000 plus, you have four. Yeah. We pull, like, you can draw on our map tool and only pull homes of a certain square footage. Like, you could pull a whole zip code and only, like, so we get into, if you were to, to come to Dope Marketing and say, I saw John's podcast. I'm, I'm watching what you guys are doing. I, I want to talk about this. I could, my team, won't be me, my team, can give you a strategy based on your location, what you did in revenue last year, how many crews you have in the field, like making sure you got a realistic goal goal for growth. It's It's less than five grand a month for sure. And we can go much lower than that to get started where you should be able to see a double return on investment at a bare minimum, but that's not including any, Branding value, neighborhood awareness, getting out there, you know, everyone from high school that gets your postcards every week, thinking you're a big deal. Like none of that, all that aside, straight ROI. The best thing, John, with our thing, budget aside, we have no minimum order. You can literally spend anything you want. We have true ROI tracking and reporting that we can show you within. It takes 90 days with direct mail to see what's going on. But again, it didn't open yesterday and you're not closing your business next year. So within 90 days, you should be able to have some baselines to set very realistic budgets based off your goal to really back out and track reports. And I'll tell you this, we couldn't do that a year and a half ago, but we mm. built it so that it could show this stuff because
1: it's important. That's insane. Um, and so if someone's interested, they want to get started today, like where are they going? How do they get in touch with your team?
0: I'm the bald guy yelling and swearing about direct mail on the internet <laughs> Well, dope marketing, D-O-P-E marketing.com. If you search us on Facebook, you might get this little pop-up saying you're trying to buy drugs on the internet. You're not, no, it does. I
1: love it. Okay, so everyone just check out dope marketing and, um, and Dave, I know you got to run in a bit, but um, amazing, amazing strategies. There's just strategies around demographics, psychographics, exact things you're writing with, email, uh, with, with direct mail. And so I think it's worth a shot. I mean, it's I mean at minimum a two times ROI, plus people need instant results right now with how slow things are. I think that this is uh, something worth trying out if you haven't already done some direct mail. So um, Dave, I want to say thanks so much. Any last parting words before we
0: hop off? I, I was talking to a coach of mine before this call, and she, Dr. Trish gave me a gem. I've been on this health and wellness journey You're getting better at what you're doing right now. So focus on what you're spending your time on.
1: I love that. Man, dropping bombs. (laughs) Dave, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a super busy guy. And I hope everyone had some great takeaways from this session. Um, You're looking forward to all the things that come for your business. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. And we will catch you
0: on the next one. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. Follow us on StreamYard, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and check out our main website, www.hvacfinancialfreedom.com to find out how you can also achieve financial freedom.